now, America's number one show on pop culture and politics. This is the Michael Medved Show. And another great day in this greatest nation on God's green earth. Uh, not such a great day for a young reservist who's arrested because he's involved with those leaks. Leaks that may or may not be deeply serious for the United States and for our allies in Ukraine. Uh, there's commentary by Marjorie Taylor Greene suggesting that, no, it's not the young man who uh, broke the law and who broke his oath and uh, basically uh, stole this information. He's 21 years old. But uh, he's not the enemy. He's not the traitor. The real enemy, the real traitor is Joe Biden, who's completing his uh, emotional, uh, not exactly stumble-free tour of his Irish homeland. Uh, a lot of sentimental uh, efforts to, uh, to try to uh, connect himself with, uh, with Ireland. There are 30 million Americans who uh, claim Irish ancestry, which is a, a great many, many people. Uh, will this have any impact on Biden's desire to win re-election for president? And speaking of winning re-election for president, uh, Tim Scott, the senator from South Carolina, has put forward his uh, announcement video, and he is uh, trying very hard, it appears, to have a different tone entirely than other Republicans. And speaking of other Republicans, uh, the uh, signing of a second new abortion uh, ban in Florida, this one limiting abortion access to the first six weeks of pregnancy. It's one of the more hard-hitting, one of the more... Uh, restrictive abortion bans uh, in the country. Is this going to help or hurt uh, Governor DeSantis in Florida? And uh, we will be speaking with Doug Schoen, uh, campaign architect, analyst, veteran pollster, about two issues that Republicans believed were going to help them win the election which right now are hitting very negatively for most Republicans. Why and what do you do about it? And uh, meanwhile, there is the great pudding episode. Uh, the, the question is, is uh, Ron DeSantis disqualified as president because of his table manners? We will get to that as well on a busy Friday. Right here on the Medved Show, 1-800-955-1776 is our phone number. The, um, the most important uh, uh, issue on the table right now appears to be the intelligence leak. Uh, Admiral Stavridis, who was a former naval chief of staff, uh, he speaks very clearly about uh, why he believes that leak is uh, so important. Listen to clip one. I think that as you look at what will come out of this, there'll be some significant tactical information that flows across the wires to Russia. Russia will use this to try and drive wedges between the U.S. and some of our allies who are named in it. Uh, there'll be some... Uh, heightened awareness of the war and so forth. But that basket, I think, is smaller as a concern than 
um, the classification, the tightening up. I, I think this is a fairly significant leak, Willie, in terms of um, uh, opening a new can of concerns. Here you've got a very young individual who has access somehow, perhaps through a burn bag, perhaps through his duties in the IT world, but then he is printing it, carrying it out, uh, photocopying it, and putting it in private chat rooms. That's a tough problem to crack from a counterintelligence perspective. And I think the Pentagon spokesman is right. You need to focus on the fact this is an insider threat. All the sophisticated counter cyber surveillance would not have stopped this. What would stop it is uh, tracking who has that kind of access. It's more a human personnel problem than it is a surveillance problem. Okay, uh, this is a problem altogether politically. Uh, Joe Biden said on the one hand that he didn't believe that this was that important a leak, uh, but he also said they thought the fact the leak happened was important. The way it is uh, covered uh, by the New York Times, the FBI arrested a 21-year-old member of the Massachusetts Air National Guard yesterday in connection with the leak of dozens of highly classified documents containing an array of national security secrets, including the breadth of surveillance uh, the United States is able to conduct on Russia. Uh, this is important because we have been helping our Ukrainian allies very directly with some effective intelligence, which now might be undermined. Uh, Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene uh, on Twitter, we'll get into that later, uh, defended the suspected leaker. Now, how do you do that if uh, you've, you've gotten arrested? She says that uh, Jake Teixeira is white, male, Christian, and anti-war. That makes him an enemy of the Biden regime. Uh, yesterday, the Attorney General of the United States, Merrick Garland, announced the arrest was made in connection with this highly classified uh, Ukraine war documents leak. Listen, clip five. Today, the Justice Department arrested Jack Douglas Teixeira in connection with an investigation into alleged unauthorized removal, retention, and transmission of classified national defense information. Teixeira is an employee of the United States Air Force National Guard. FBI agents took Teixeira into custody earlier this afternoon without incident. He will have an initial appearance at the U.S. District Court for the District of Massachusetts. I want to thank the FBI, Justice Department prosecutors, and our colleagues at the Department of Defense for their diligent work on this case. This investigation is ongoing. We will share more information at the appropriate time. Okay, there are reports that uh, the Teixeira was involved with a Discord uh, online group that included uh, some uh, very obvious racist memes and uh, that uh, in, showed uh, that he was together with a group of people uh, basically deriding some of the duties that he was supposed to be performing at the Air National Guard. The, the question is, uh, honest to goodness, we've had so many of these 
if you actually go back to Edward Snowden and other people who have simply exploited their access to these secrets, can we do something? I mean, when someone's 21 years old and obviously has reasons in his background and in his present uh, not to rely on him, shouldn't we be a little bit more careful about uh, handling these things in the future? Uh, we will get to more on that, to comments from uh, some of our European allies about what the leaks mean. We'll also talk about uh, Tim Scott jumping into the presidential race, and again, with a very different tone. Uh, we will be joined later by Doug Schoen about uh, what uh, issues for the GOP that had been assumed to be huge advantages might actually be working against Republicans. And speaking about working against Republicans, the ultra-democratic state legislature in Washington State is about wrapping up its legislative session. How much is it going to cost you? Uh, more than you might even expect. We'll be talking with Jason Mercier of the Washington Policy Center also later in the show. A one eight hundred nine five five seventeen seventy six our phone number, and uh, what about uh, Ron DeSantis abortion and table manners? <laughs> that and much more coming up on the Medved Show. One eight hundred nine five five seventeen seventy six, the Michael Medved Show. Michael Medved show. The Guardian uh, is reporting uh, that uh, Jack Teixeira, the suspect, 21 years old, in the recent leaks of uh, Pentagon Intelligence Online, uh, Teixeira was detained at his home in the town of North Dighton, Massachusetts, by FBI agents. Helicopter news footage showed a young man with shorn dark hair, an olive green t-shirt, and red shorts being made to walk backwards toward a team of agents who were pointing their rifles at him. Uh, the imagery does not look uh, scary as much as silly, actually. But this is not a silly matter when uh, somebody who is working for the government, who has achieved a security clearance at a young age, is obviously so inappropriate for that which is one of the things that needs to be exposed. Uh, Teixeira will appear in court in Massachusetts today, he did, and uh, the uh, pa Pentagon spokesperson Patrick Ryder said the leak of classified information was a deliberate criminal act. And uh, here is what General Ryder said. He is the press spokesman for, uh, also an Air Force Brigadier General. Uh, clip six. We continue to review a variety of factors uh, as it relates to safeguarding classified materials. This includes examining uh, and updating distribution lists, assessing how and where intelligence products are shared, uh, and a variety of other steps. Um, I would say, though, that it is, it is important to understand uh, that we do have stringent guidelines in place 
for safeguarding classified and sensitive information. This was a deliberate criminal act, a violation of those guidelines. Uh, and so, again, I think that's important to understand. Now, we will continue to do everything we can to ensure that, that people who have a need to know uh, when it comes to this kind of information have access to that. Um, we're always going to learn from every situation. Um, but again, um, this is something that we'll continue to look at. And uh, uh, more information on uh, uh, the leak. Uh, the leak is believed to have started on a site called Discord, which is a social media platform popular with people playing online games, naturally, and where Teixeira is believed to have posted for years about guns, games, and racist memes. Now, wouldn't that give rise to a little bit of concern if you were monitoring that? The uh, likely charges, if proven, uh, would each carry up to 10 years imprisonment, even if the leaker did not intend to cause harm, said uh, Brendan Van Grack, a former Justice Department national security prosecutor. Prosecutors could treat each leaked document as a separate count in his indictment so he could go away for a very long time. Among the clues that led to Teixeira's arrest were the kitchen countertop and floor tiles in his childhood home. The surfaces appeared in the background of photographs he had taken of the leaked documents. What an idiot. Teixeira is believed to have been the leader of an online chat group where hundreds of photographs of secret and top secret documents were first uploaded from late last year to March. The online group called itself Thug Shaker Central, made up of 20 to 30 young men and teenagers brought together by an enthusiasm for guns, military gear, and video games. Racist language was a common feature of the group. Uh, speaking in Ireland, the President of the United States uh, said uh, that he sought to play down the impact of the breach. Quote, I'm not concerned about the leak, Biden said. I'm concerned that it happened. But there's nothing contemporaneous that I'm aware of that's of great consequence. Uh, obviously, it's of great consequence to uh, Mr. Teixeira, and uh, who else uh, is responsible for uh, allowing something like this to occur? A and again, if you are talking about a 21-year-old who is spending a great deal of his time on, on video games and uh, marginal uh, social media chat groups, I mean, shouldn't there be a little bit more care? There's this from uh, the Polish Prime Minister uh, speaking on the Pentagon League. Of course, they're directly concerned because they are uh, Ukraine's closest ally, at least in terms of uh, their proximity. This uh, is what the Prime Minister had to say. Clip two. Given that all these uh, documents are out there in the public domain now, uh, top secret documents uh, about the U.S. and their allies, does it make allies like Poland think twice about sharing its secrets with the U.S.? My answer is no. <laughs> I, I'm not going to think twice. I, I believe that, you know, fa failures happen and mistakes happen. 
and you know uh, uh, we have to be as close as, as possible uh, um, with our allies in Western Europe and with United States and we we want to be a binder of those two dimensions by the way which are now going some somehow different directions so uh, I know that there is this leakage it happens uh, the Russian uh, by the way Russian cyber threats are extremely uh, are to be taken extremely seriously um, they are very efficient in propaganda very effective in spreading fake news propaganda stealing data and so on so we have to unite on this front as well uh, the uh, response of Marjorie Taylor Greene, uh, she uh, tweeted, Jake Teixeira is white, male, Christian, and they put in sick uh, underneath, and anti-war. Uh, Greene tweeted within hours of his arrest. She said that makes him an enemy of the Biden regime, and he told the truth about troops being on the ground in Ukraine and a lot more. Ask yourself who is the real enemy uh, asked Congresswoman uh, Green, uh, a low, a, a low-level young National Guardsman, or the administration that is waging war in Ukraine, a non-NATO nation, against nuclear Russia without war powers, and uh, she went on to say they couldn't find the Supreme Court leaker who put Supreme Court justice lives in danger. But magically, they can find a 21-year-old low-level National Guardsman responsible for exposing the truth about Ukraine. And the same people that want to take away your guns are waging war in a foreign country without permission from Congress. Uh, the, um, the leaked documents include classified files concerning the Russia-Ukraine war, the Middle East, Asia, and U.S. espionage secrets. The Pentagon called the leak a deliberate criminal act. And uh, uh, with that uh, going on, uh, what is the context and the impact on the uh, ongoing presidential race? Well, there's more on that with Tim Scott uh, jumping into the race with a, uh, an announcement video. We'll get to it coming up on the MedVet Show. 1-800-955-1776. The Michael Medved Show. No matter where you live, what you make. And on the Michael Medved Show, we've spoken before about Senator Tim Scott who is enormously popular with his fellow U.S. Senators. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean he's a front-runner or even a potential front-runner for uh, the President of the United States because you don't choose presidential nominees by uh, your fellow Senators, even though they should be taken seriously because they know the guy and they work with him. And uh, a number of uh, people are cited in some of the articles that have been out there about Tim Scott uh, who uh, say that uh, basically this is somebody who everyone who knows him uh, ad admires him. 
And uh, uh, Whit Ayers, who was a longtime Republican consultant uh, who has worked all the way back to the Reagan administration, Whit Ayers says there may be some people who don't like Tim Scott, but I've never met one. And uh, basically he's trying to focus a uh, new campaign for president on a uh, less angry uh, Republican uh, nomination or less angry Republican image. He uh, uh, he could, in fact, uh, invoke a, uh, a line that was made famous by President Reagan, who said uh, again and again, uh, I'm a conservative, but I'm not angry about it. Uh, here is what the ex Presidential Exploratory Committee announcement video uh, sounded like. This is 16A. On this day, April 12, 1861, in this harbor, the first shots of the Civil War were fired. And our country faced the defining moment. Would we truly be one nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all? America's soul was put to the test and we prevailed. Today, our country is once again being tested. Once again, our divisions run deep and the threat to our future is real. Uh, and uh, he continues setting his sights very directly on Biden and his agenda. Listen. Joe Biden and the radical left have chosen a culture of grievance over greatness. They're promoting victimhood instead of personal responsibility, and they're indoctrinating our children to believe we live in an evil country. And all too often, when they get called out for their failures, they weaponize race to divide us, to hold on to their power. When I fought back against their liberal agenda, they called me a prop, a token, because I disrupt their narrative. I threaten their control. They know the truth of my life disproves their lies. And again, uh, the analysis of uh, what uh, Tim Scott is planning to do is to use his life story, which is inspiring, and uh, to contrast himself with uh, many of the other candidates who come from more privileged backgrounds. Uh, Tim Scott, of course, is the only black Republican member of the United States Senate, and also former congressman. He was appointed to the Senate by Nikki Haley, who was also running for president at the moment. Uh, there is uh, the official announcement itself sounding like this. Listen. See, I was raised by a single mother in poverty. The spoons in our apartment were plastic, not silver. But we had faith. We put in the work and we had an unwavering belief that we too could live the American dream. I know America is a land of opportunity, not a land of oppression. I know it because I've lived it. That's why it pains my soul to see the Biden liberals attacking every rung of the ladder that helped me climb. If the radical left gets their way, millions more families will be trapped in failing schools, crime-ridden neighborhoods, and crushing inflation. Not on my watch. This is personal to me. 
I will never back down in defense of the conservative values that make America exceptional. And that's why I'm announcing my exploratory committee for president of the United States. Okay, uh, by the way, he says, I will not back down, uh, don't back down, never back down is the uh, also the name that uh, DeSantis, Ron DeSantis, has given to his political action committee. Uh, there's a preview that we got of Tim Scott's uh, stump speech uh, back in March a couple of weeks ago. And uh, with him talking about the contrast between his view and the Biden view, as he put it a couple of weeks ago. Listen. Right now we have politicians who want to say that grievance is our future and not greatness. Because they believe that by using the provocative racial history of our nation, that they can create a wedge in this nation that will bring more power and more resources to their progressive agenda. I stand here to tell you, not on my watch. Not on my watch. I believe we live in the freest, fairest land in the history of the world. And I thank God I'm an American. I thank God Almighty I am an American. Uh, that's uh, Senator Tim Scott, who um, Time Magazine is... Um, uh, reviewing as uh, a, a, a very different from the other candidates who have emerged so far. Uh, Trump's closest uh, comp competition numbers-wise, uh, writes Time, is Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Well, everybody knows that. Who has yet to launch a bid. Both men have built reputations as pugnacious culture warriors. It remains to be seen whether Scott's uh, message... Uh, a positive message focused on unity, faith in America, and his own biography can move voters into his column. Uh, so far, uh, Trump, uh, according to a new Winthrop University poll released uh, yesterday, uh, that poll shows Trump has gained more support for the 2024 presidential nomination from South Carolina Republican voters than either Governor Nikki Haley and Senator Tim Scott in their home state. Uh, Trump was the top pick of 41% of correspondents. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, who has yet to declare his candidacy, uh, was getting 20%. Haley came in third with 18%. That actually shows that um, Haley and, uh, and, and DeSantis together were almost equal to where Trump was, but it shows Trump definitely in the lead at this point. Seven percent of correspondents of respondents uh, support a presidential nomination for Scott. This was before he had officially announced. The South Carolina senator has not announced he's running for the GOP ticket in 2024, but he did officially launch that presidential exploratory committee on uh, Wednesday. Uh, there's also the uh, 538, which uh, posted its national polling average for uh, the Republican primary struggle this week. And I, again, it shows a much 
less close race, a much more pro-Trump race than, oh, it did a couple of months ago. Uh, Trump leads DeSantis, according to 538, uh, by 49.3% to 26.2%, so almost two to one. Uh, so what are the problems then uh, with, uh, with President Trump? We will get to some of those political challenges and more in the shape of the campaign coming up on The Medved Show. 1-800-955-1776. The Michael Medved Show. Michael Medved show. There's a piece over at Time magazine by a writer named Susan Glasser who is talking about how not all gaffes are counted equal and uh, talking about the focus, uh, particularly with a, a fairly, I mean, it, it's a fairly innocuous trip to Ireland and Northern Ireland by President Biden, but for goodness sake, I mean, when he travels, uh, when he speaks, he's always been a gaffe machine, but he uh, creates all kinds of problems for himself. And uh, basically what she is saying is that even though there isn't that much of an age difference between uh, Biden and uh, Trump, uh, there's a great deal more focus on the part of Republicans in particular in Biden's age and his vulnerability as a candidate for president. And there's one uh, CNN number here that is just incredible. Is It shows, according to the most recent CNN poll, 67% of Americans, that's two-thirds of us, say Joe Biden doesn't have the sharpness and stamina to serve effectively as president. Now, what that means is, according to that poll and other polls, there are a bunch of people who are still planning to vote for him, even though they don't think he has the sharpness and stamina to serve effectively as president. And uh, the argument on the other side is that... Uh, a lot of what Biden says is goofy. It's kind of hard to understand. But a lot of what Trump says is more alarming and that people take it more seriously. And it's one of the reasons, and there are many, many of them, that there are a great many Americans of every party and of every ideology and every race, uh, people... Uh, pushing uh, away from the idea of uh, making this a choice between between Biden and Trump. Because with so many people, 67%, thinking that Biden isn't up to being president, and a uh, not quite as many, but a significant number of people believing that Trump is actually dangerous... And uh, again, with all of the unresolved legal issues that Trump is facing, 
it, it, it is one of those presidential races where even though it's supposed to be uh, down to three, basically, uh, imperfect candidates, yes, including Ron DeSantis, uh, there is a, a great deal going on and a, a great, great deal of uh, questions uh, about what is going on. Uh, Mitch McConnell is just back at the Senate today. He was away for five weeks. Uh, John Fetterman is back at the Senate now. Remember him? Uh, he made this incredible statement about he he was so depressed he didn't care whether he lived or died. Uh, and then we have uh, on Diane Feinstein. This is uh, today. Uh, weeks after announcing she had been diagnosed with shingles, Senator Diane Feinstein, Democrat, California, extended uh, absence from the Senate has left Democrats in a tight spot given the party's slim majority in the chamber. Uh, spurring some high-profile calls for her resignation. This is just what the Democrats need right now, right? Uh, late uh, Wednesday afternoon, Feinstein's office released a statement acknowledging the delays of the Judiciary Committee and announcing that she has asked Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer to allow another Democratic senator to temporarily serve in her place until she was able to resume her, quote, committee work. A representative, Ro Khanna, who is considered to be a rising star in the Democratic Party, particularly in California, uh, he tweeted out, it's time for Senator Feinstein to resign. We need to put the country ahead of personal loyalty. While she has a lifetime of public service, it is obvious she can no longer fulfill her duties, not speaking out undermines our credibility as elected representatives of the people. Akana is, by the way, the first and only member of the California Dem uh, delegation to call on Feinstein to resign. Does that mean because he has some inside deal with Gavin Newsom that he would be appointed her successor? Uh, speaking of her successor, one of the people who is running for her successor is Katie Porter, the uh, extremely outspoken and uh, a very ultra-progressive uh, member of Congress who is one of, uh, along with Adam Schiff, one of the, and uh, Barbara Lee, one of the major figures in California who are seeking to uh, follow up to Senator Feinstein. It, it turns out that her ex-husband... Uh, we're now talking about uh, Katie Porter's ex-husband. And this is just uh, an indication of um, how, how do you put it, uh, how flawed uh, the, the candidate slate is in California. It says in the Los Angeles Times that Katie Porter's ex-husband re refused to recant allegations that his wife, the congresswoman, the uh, candidate for Senate, domestically abused him. H how? By dumping hot potatoes on his head. Repeatedly. Okay, how do you dump hot potatoes? Is, is, this, is this head particularly sensitive? Or, and how hot were the potatoes?
And then she also apparently smashed a glass in front of him. Uh, Porter says Fox News uh, has also uh, faced uh, numerous accusations of running a toxic, emotionally abusive workplace by former staffers. Uh, <laughs> okay, this is this is uh, all going on while Senator Feinstein, who everybody is trying to succeed, is suffering from shingles at age uh, 89. But then there are uh, glorious young people who are supposed to be the rising stars, new heroes for the Democratic Party. Uh, for instance, state representative in Tennessee, Justin Jones, uh, was um, on the Jake Tapper show on CNN. He's one of those reps who had disrupted the state legislature and had been expelled because of hollering through a bullhorn. Uh, now he has been reinstated by his local committee. And uh, here's how he felt about some of the Republicans who had initially expelled him from the legislature. Clip 13. The Tennessee uh, holler uh, published today, released today some audio from Republican state legislators meeting and getting mad at each other. Um, what was your response to that? What do you think was important from that leaked audio? That um, it was very just surreal to hear that, to hear the commentary and to realize that for them, they really are reenacting the Civil War. You heard uh, Representative Sapicki say, you know, we need to come hard against them, you know, because if, if we don't, Tennessee will fall and the Southeast will fall and the left will take over. And um, he said, you know, I hate that I have to see, you know, Jones in these sacred halls where the greats of Tennessee stood. And so you hear this mentality that is very extreme and very alarming. I mean, we're dealing with people who want to reenact the Civil War, who don't believe some someone of, of you know, like me or Representative Pearson, young black lawmakers even deserve to be in the legislature. Um, but you also hear them fighting amongst each other. I mean, I've heard from Republicans who are calling on the House Speaker to resign, Cameron Sexton. There's a lot of division within their caucus. You heard in that in that recorded conversation. Um, you know, just the infighting and the dysfunction in the Republican Party here in Tennessee. Okay, uh, again, uh, the uh, the situation in Tennessee was not particularly well handled. But uh, speaking of situations in Tennessee, uh, there's a situation right here in Washington State with the state legislature, which we will be covering uh, because they're talking about uh, and spending a great deal of more money on programs that are extraordinarily dubious. So what do you do about it in a state that has an overwhelming Democratic majority? And uh, a moderate asks, if uh, Republican states are so bad, as liberals insist, then why are so many people moving to Republican states in this greatest nation on God's green earth?